Welcome to Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Being a fireman, father, veteran, husband, world record holder, and Ironman, he brings stories of experience to impact your life while challenging you to live it. What do you want from your life? Why do you want it? Are you willing to go through the challenges to get there? If you have the courage to take that first step, let this podcast be the catalyst to start your fire while you bring the resilience to make it continue to burn. Our lives are made up of moments called right nows. So let's get started. Forged in the Fires podcast with your host, Fireman Rob, begins now. We got the same love, the same love. Stay by your side, it's right over. Welcome back to Forge in the Fires podcast. I'm your host, Fireman Rob. Today's guest is amazing. Uh, she is a podcaster. She is a wife. She is a inspiring individual whose message she's always been. She's been a born fighter. She's a born fighter from the beginning, and she's really made herself into a voice that is encouraging, motivational, and inspirational. Patty Catter, so great to have you on the show today. Rob, thank you very much for having me on today. I really appreciate it. You know, I, it's it's amazing to read your story, but then also at the same point, I know there's so much behind that story. And I want to start off with, um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and, and go into your podcasting because it's amazing. You have 2.5 million listeners. You know, your your podcast is about making sure that people don't just take their pain and suffering and trials and just sit on them, but become triumphant out of it. Tell me more about how you started that podcast. Yeah. So my husband, um, his name's Ken. He was long story short. He was in the army at the time. Um, he had deployed to Iraq and during his deployment, I had ran a small little support group for military spouses and a couple of them started moving away. And I found out there was something on the internet at the time called online talk radio. And so I thought, well, let's use this platform to still get the resources out to these military spouses who are local. And then before you know it, they started sharing it with their friends and then their friends shared it with their friends who were all military spouses. And it just kind of, it began to snowball. So, um, my intention was just to use this little platform as a support group for military spouses. And then as it grew and as my, my story grew too, with my husband, um, him coming home deployed or after he was deployed from war being, he had been wounded in war. Um, I knew that communities needed to start hearing how they could help our military families who were coming back from difficult times, you know, these guys who are coming back from combat and they needed some extra support on the home front. So then I decided to kind of open it up to all people and really try to bridge that gap between military and civilian. And then as the years went by, you know, I had a lot of changes in my life and our family's life. Uh, my husband had retired from the military and uh, military is still a huge part of my podcast. But finally, it was around 2018 I d- or 2019, I'm sorry, I just started or I started my own podcast that was not just military. I still have a lot of military on the show because obviously that's where, you know, my heart, I have a huge soft spot in my heart for military 
but right. I realized, you know, I needed to grow before I had been podcasting more for nonprofit kind of work to um, just teach people about these stories of these military veterans who needed, um, you know, some extra love and when they came home to you know, podcasting for all those years and not really making any money off of it to finding myself in a position where um, I knew I really needed to start bringing in an income. You know, America has some inflation. My husband had retired from the military. Um, you won't, He's never going to be able to have a raise or anything because he was wounded and I'm his caregiver. And our kids were growing and getting to be more expensive. Nobody really thought about the fact that right. as they're older is when they're more expensive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I decided to start a business out of it and um, still keep that passion alive so that I want to continue to podcast. I, I want to share people's stories. I love what I do. And I wanted to keep that love of helping other people, but also be able to turn it into business. I love that. The podcast is Wake Up with Patty Catter. It's amazing to see, you know, the the power of the story. And I think that's, you know, that's something that a lot of people take for granted of, you know, tell us your experiences. Tell us what, what happened. How did you come out of that darkness? You know, you had mentioned that your husband was severely wounded. Tell me more about that situation because a lot of, you know, the things that happen, a lot of people let them drag them down. Mm-hmm. And you had a lot of different circumstances that came out of that that instance. Tell me yeah. more about that time. Yeah, well, I was only 33 years old and our kids were small when my husband was wounded. And when he came back from Iraq, it was actually the first day that he came back. I knew that there was something wrong. I had heard, you know, he called me when he was wounded, um, told me he had been wounded, but I didn't understand the significance until actually he was home. And that um, first night he was home, he had uh, some significant memory issues, like not remembering to eat dinner or that we ate dinner. And um, he had a seizure that night. And so it, it, it all kind of hit me at once. I didn't really realize what I was about to go through or he was going through. Um, so I, uh, I knew I had a couple choices. I knew I could, I could just say, well, uh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I'm sorry. I don't, I just don't want this life anymore. And I could leave him right. or I could tell him, I'm sorry, it sucks for you, but I'm just going to live my life. And it would still be sucking for him if I didn't help him. Right. Um, and, and our kids could have like a really crappy, you know, life because I, I didn't step up to the plate or I could step up to the plate and I could say, okay, let's work on this together. Let me help you get to your medical appointments. Let me advocate for you. Let me, you know, I had to pull the kids out of school and homeschool them at doctor's appointments and hospitals uh, for three years almost. Um, yeah. So it was either I could, I could suck it up and I, and, you know, go for that home run or I could whine and cry, maybe leave them, um, you know, have my kids come up in a dysfunctional home, <laughs> you know, so right. there's like two alternatives to every situation, really. <laughs> so. Wow. That's, it's crazy. That's, I mean, the, you know, mm-hmm. kind of going into that is like, you know, what was, what was your, your husband was struggling. Yeah. And so what was his perspective when he came home? Did he, did, do you know what he was feeling as far as, what he wanted from you or what he felt maybe you should do. 
he did not expect anything from me. And oh, okay. um, honestly, this part of my story is probably the hardest when I think about his feelings because, um, you know, I remember him as being a really strong, very uh, uh, dominant figure almost as far as, you know, he's a very strong family man. He always right. was the one to pay the bills. He was always the one to bring home the, the bread so I could stay home and be with my kids. And, um, and you know, I did some things like uh, I was a police reservist and I did some other business businesses that I had in the past, but nothing like he provided, like he was the main provider. And, um, you know, he was like this big, strong family man. And to see him come home really broken, um, emotionally, uh, physically. Um, it was, it was sad, honestly, because he went from being this huge, um, you know, huge, strong guy. He was a police officer too. So before he was in the army. So, um, let me go back and say, you know, when I met him, he was just getting out of the Marine Corps. He was this really strong man. He had these huge muscles. He had his, (laughs) you know, he had his stuff together. And, um, then he was a police officer for almost 10 years. He won some awards for that in Michigan. And, um, you know, we had a house on 30 acres and it was just an amazing life. But then 9-11 happened and he really felt compelled to go back into the military. And um, I was absolutely going to support that um, dream of his because I, I'm just that kind of person. I know if, if I know somebody who has Love a dream, it. I'm like, go after it, you know? So right. Um, to see him go from all of that, um, to, you know, being this amazing police officer and this amazing Marine. And then in the army, he was jumping out of airplanes and doing all this crazy high speed stuff to coming home, being broken, not being able to drive for years because of the seizures until he could get those under control and not being able to even write his name. He lost a lot of his cognitive function. So his injuries were mainly a brain injury. He did have some neck and back injuries, which he's had multiple surgeries for at this point. Um, So to go from this strong person to just being somebody who really relied on help and didn't even know how to ask for help at points, you know, I just needed to figure it out and, and, do it because he he had said you know often he he didn't think that he would have made it through those times if it weren't for me so um you know what was your mindset what was your mindset because that i mean that that's it's so hard to you know it's one thing for him because you know you could see some of the wounds but also you couldn't see that you have those invisible wounds in the mindset Mm -hmm. but at the same time you had to one, try to figure out what those wounds were. But then also, like you said, you had multiple options of what to choose. Yeah. How you kind of meld yourself into that caregiving, but also at the same time, remain yourself. Yeah, it was really hard. And sometimes I feel like I did lose myself at different points of the, uh, you know, throughout the years. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, I, like I said, I was only 33. I remember one phone conversation I had with one of my friends. I literally said, I don't know if I can picture myself being Ken's caregiver for the rest of my life. Like that's, I just don't know if I can do it because 
Um, you know, usually when you look at someone, you can see wounds, you think, but then you find out about the mental wounds of war and, um, the, the traumas that happened and the loss of life that, you know, we've had several friends who were killed in war. He witnessed several friends being killed in war. And, um, I wasn't really sure how to deal with it. Um, I just knew I had to deal with it. And there was even a point that um, one of his doctors, I was talking to the doctor and I said, listen, I need to know if these symptoms are brain injury or if it's post-traumatic stress. Because if it's post-traumatic stress, I know that those things can get better with some more therapy, like to an extent, you know? Um, So then um, that doctor did what's called a brain spect and he did some brain imaging and we were able to pinpoint exactly what parts of Ken's brain were wounded and damaged versus which ones were still functioning. So that to me was a huge help and really, really pivotal as far as me trying to make that decision. Like, you know, (laughs) I remember one point like, Oh, is he just being like annoying on purpose? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to know. It's hard right. to know. Yeah. So as soon as I found out that he actually had seven different parts of his brain that were wounded and the different parts of the brain that were wounded, what those functions were, then I could deal with it a lot better because it was something I could actually see then and and know that there's scientific proof behind these things. I, I love that because it's a great transition to and your podcast, you know, Wake Up with Patty uh, Catter. The whole premise behind having other people tell their stories from the the bad parts, the obstacles to them getting stronger, the power behind that. What have you seen in your own life from hearing these stories and from maybe taking a little pieces of these stories and putting it into your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely twofold. So me telling my story, I did it so that I could help other people. And I found that the more I told my story, the stronger I became. So when I first started telling my story, I would cry. I've been at events, I would be on stage and I would cry because I'm like, this it's is vulnerable. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. So I realized that when my guests tell their stories, it's also helping them build that strength. But also on the flip side, every episode that I record, I am learning something from it. So I'll give you an example. This week's episode came out with a guy, uh, Army retired Staff Sergeant Travis Strong. He is a double amputee. He lost both of his legs in Iraq or yes, in Iraq. And he came onto the show and he talked about how he was able to get out of that poor mindset and that helpless mindset to become really strong and healthy. And he's huge into fitness now. And I'm his sitting, picture looks big. He looks yes, big. <laughs> he's huge. He's a beast. Yeah. And I'm sitting there looking at him like, what's my story? Like, I need to get off my ass and start exercising. I have two functioning legs. <laughs> what's my excuse? So that's kind of you know, I take things like that out of every podcast to try to also reflect on my own life and build from there. So where do you see, you know, the next evolution of your podcast going? Cause you're, you're branching out and you're getting all different types of guests. What do you want your guests to take away? Is it the whole podcast or is it little pieces or what is it really that you want that guest to take or not the guest, but the listener to take mm-hmm. away? 
Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that I like all of my guests to leave with is just understanding that they're not alone and that there's other people out there who are going through different trials and you can overcome those trials with triumphs. So, you know, the show's great. It's great for motivation. It's great. Maybe you're having a bad day and you just need some motivation there, or maybe you're already motivated and you need some extra oomph. Um, So that's a, you know, it's a great (laughs) way to get that is listening to the show. And Um, You know, as far as what's next for Wake Up With Patty Catter, we're building a business. I actually have some business partners and we are building this company called American Inc. And you're going to have to stay tuned because we're not releasing all the information, but it's going to be fantastic. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Like, (laughs) how how does it feel that from going from when you're in your 30s, when when you you had that, that challenge and that struggle that's that started to going, you know, I got to create something that's going to create finances for my family to now where you're creating another business off of your success. What does that feel like for you? You know, it's really great because I always like helping the underdog, so to say, or the person who's struggling. And so I can literally use my story in so many different ways to help so many people. And that, I guess, is kind of like my love language is just helping people or being giving. And so to me, that's the most rewarding thing. Um, You know, it feels great to be able to be financially um, okay too. But the biggest thing to me is at the end of the day, you know, you can take the money, you can take the houses away, things like that. But when you impact people's lives, that's huge. You never know who's out there that you're going to help. Me helping one person can ultimately change their life, their family's life for generations to come. And that's what's most important to me. Uh, I absolutely love that. It's so true. And then and you have kids, right? Yes, three of them. They're all adults now. Oh, so, wow. yeah. Well, and they're, they're still kids when they're adults, though. I know. They'll always, <laughs> I told them they'll always be my babies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you have this interesting story about... Uh, your daughter in the grocery store. Now you got to tell me this story. Oh gosh. Yeah. So Savannah, she's our, probably our most um, stubborn and, but in a good way. Where'd she get that from? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So she, basically we were in the grocery store. She really wanted to stop and look at cookies. And I was like, no, we're, we're not doing that. So she knew how to play me a little bit. And she started talking to this elderly lady in the grocery store. And she says to the lady, Lady, you sure have a big bottom, don't you? So I was about to die. But the lady was really nice. She's like, oh, ha, ha. You know, she kind of laughed it off. And I was like, oh, that's silly. And so I whispered in Savannah's ear, though. And I said, you know what? That's not very nice. Like, I said it loud enough so the lady could hear it, though. So it wasn't rude, right. you know. But um, I said, you should probably say you're sorry, Savannah. And she looks at the lady and she says, lady, I'm really sorry you have a big bottom. <laughs> And so um, I look at some of these things from when the kids were growing up. And I mean, we had some good times, too. So, you know, life is a big mix. <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. You know, being a parent, you don't realize and you look back and you go, what, did I do that, too? <laughs> <laughs> I would have never done that, right? <laughs> right, right, right. I don't, I don't remember any circumstances with that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, so Patty, when when you look at where you're headed now with your with the new business and, 
and where you were, what is some advice that you would give to, you know, not only military spouses or military individuals, what is some advice that you give to them to be able to take on challenges head on while not losing their own personality and their own essence of being in that mix? First, I think that the biggest thing that I've learned through life is you really need to choose your battles. So some things that we think are a big deal, we need to really step back and think about it. Like, am I worrying about this? First of all, when you worry, um, that's not going to do anything. So are we worrying about these things? And if you are, you need to stop worrying because you're usually thinking about things in the future you can't control and haven't been here yet. You know, you, they haven't right. come to you yet. But um, also just learning what's really, really important. The funniest thing is um, we were at a restaurant one time shortly after Ken had come home and um, going through all these medical appointments. And we could hear somebody in the booth behind us just complaining because of their burger had onions on it. <laughs> and I thought, geez, you know, like really choose your battles. Is it really worth having a big battle because your hamburger came with onions on it? Like, is it worth getting that upset about? So right. <laughs> really, really think about, you know, what is the problem? Is it in the grand scheme of things? Is it really a big problem? And then if it is, set some goals to actually achieve whatever it is that you need to, where you need to go, what you need to do um, instead of being all over the place. Because if you're not careful, your mind will think of all these different things. I, sh I should do this, 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 but then you don't have a plan to execute. So. Oh, by um, far. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are a couple of the, the biggest things is, um, you know, just, Think about what it is that you're worried about. Why are you worried? Like, stop that. That's not going to change anything. What can you do to change your course and make goals to get there? And then make sure, too, you're not mad about something stupid or you're not wasting your time on things that, in the grand scheme of things, are not going to matter. Right. The onions are not going to matter at the end of the day. Exactly. <laughs> yep. that's, a hard, that's a hard thing for people to do, though, is, like, mm -hmm. is take that perspective because our perspective is only as good as what our experiences have given us. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like, I, I love your podcast because it really gives that perspective from different people. How do you, how do you see people being able to take that in? Because a lot of times we have those shields up and go, no, that's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. How do you break down those shields to be able to say, yeah, I may not ever be at war, but if I have something that's hard or challenging, I can take this into my account. How do you take down those shields? Yeah. So um, for instance, when I was using Travis as an example of the last person I interviewed, you may have your legs. You might not have an amputee situation. You know, you may not have lost any external limbs, but maybe you've lost something in life. Maybe you've lost a friend or a family member and you can kind of relate to some of the things that he said, you know, he was really grieving the loss of his legs. Well, you can grieve people that you've lost in your life. Um, so the biggest thing I think is people usually don't listen to my podcast if they're not looking for some kind of hope or inspiration. And the best thing about podcasts is you can listen and you can take from it what you want. Nobody's going to judge you while you're listening to it. No, you don't have to explain to me or my guest what, what it is 
in your mind, you know, that you're going through. And so a lot of times people don't even put that shield up because it's kind of more of a personal thing. You listen to that show in your ears, um, usually by yourself or when you're in the car driving or wherever. Um, but it's that time where you can really take and reflect on, geez, we're all humans. We all have these major obstacles. I am not alone. And if somebody else can get through these things, I can too. And maybe my situation's not exactly the same, but I can still take some things from this show and really either implement them in my life or learn how maybe other people in your life um, that you're trying to understand, maybe it will help you understand people better. I love how you put that because that is so true that you know, nobody's sitting there judging you for listening to a podcast and it's something that you can take in in your own. That's a great way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So make sure you go to uh, Patty Catter. It's P-A-T-T-I-K-A-T-T-E-R.com. And you have a whole slew of things on there. And then also they can also find out about America Inc. probably on there. Yes. In the future. As it, yep, as we release information, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Well, I always end my podcast the same way with three questions that I don't prep you with so that, um, you know, we can always make you sweat a little. <laughs> um, so th- the first question, are you ready? Yes. All right. So if you could go back in time to your 18-year-old self, what would be one thing that you would tell yourself to do? Don't worry so much about what other people think. Do what you know is Right, and don't worry about anything else. That's some good advice. I, I was hoping you wouldn't say, don't tell anybody that they have a big bottom. <laughs> no, don't, <laughs> don't do that either. <laughs> unless, you, unless you like big bottoms. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, you never know. You never know. You can't, you can't criticize until you're there, right? Well, I mean, let's get back to that Sir Mix-a-Lot song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially if you want a cookie. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. All right, second question here. If, you know, everybody's always going through challenges and, and struggle and strife. And I know that you touched on this a little earlier, but what would be two things that you could say that people can incorporate in their daily routine or their daily habits, you know, either in the morning or in the afternoon or whenever they find time that can help them to start to live forward? Mm-hmm. Um, I think really a couple things are one is just kind of reflect on what you have instead of the whatnots. And two is I actually, I didn't bring this up earlier, but I did put out a couple meditation albums and they're different than your normal meditation album. So I, I found something that works for me. I like to meditate sometimes. And when I say meditate, I just mean really to put your body and your mind at ease. You can go through breathing practices and just whatever it is, you know, however you want to meditate. Some people meditate with music. Some listen to a guided meditation, which is what I put out. Some people just need a totally quiet place with nothing else or go for a walk. I go for walks all the time and I love looking up at the trees and I look and at the top of the trees and I look at how big I am compared to that huge tree. And I think these are my problems. I'm the size of my problems in the grand scheme of things. We have all these giants around us, you know, these giant trees are this beautiful nature. And at the end of the day, and I've said this a few times, like what really matters. And, um, I think that really helps me because, um, so many times we try to control things that are out of our control and we try to accomplish things that 
don't matter. So really scale back. Sometimes less is more. That is great advice. And I'll be writing that down and taking it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. This last one um, is actually a fun one because it's, it, it brings in, you know, your personality. So if you could have coffee at a firehouse table, so in other words, nothing is off the table. You can ask anything and everybody answers. Um, with three people, deceased or alive, who would they be and why? Hmm, three people. I think that would have to be, oh gosh, you're putting me on the spot here. I so, love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think one would be my dad. Um, he's passed away and there are some things that now as a, you know, a full adult and, um, after being able to reflect on how I lost him, he, he, uh, ended up taking his life seven months after my mom passed away from cancer. And I would have, I think I would have liked to ask him some more things leading up to that moment that I missed. You know, I always felt right. like I kind of missed something there. Um, number two would definitely be um, my grandma. Um, I was really close with my grandma, but we didn't talk a lot about her childhood. She always kind of avoided it. I would put her oh, on the wow. spot. Yeah, I would put her on the spot and ask <laughs> more questions. Um, she was great. She was one of those ladies. She wore pants all the time, even though back in the day, they other women only oh, wore dresses. Awesome. Yeah, she worked her bottom off. Um, <laughs> so, um, no big bottom there. And no. Then, <laughs> oh boy. And then the third one, um, boy, I would probably, you know what? This is so weird. And I, I like it. It's really weird. Um, but I have always wanted to interview somebody like um, the president of Russia or yeah. Yeah, or um, the, I guess it's the president of Iran. Um, yeah. And it's because I, I want to know what the heck they're thinking. <laughs> so, and I, have, <laughs> and I have that, you know, the military um, uh, history, it's really fascinating to me, but to really get in the, the brains of some of these um, crazy, um, communist country leaders. I would like to know more about what, what they're really thinking and how they were really brought up. See, I love that. And that's, that's the only way that we can get better is to understand. And, and you definitely, you know, show that through your podcast and and definitely through this interview. I, I greatly appreciate you opening up and, um, telling us your story. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, definitely. Make sure you go to Patty Cater or Catter, I'm sorry, uh, .com, and uh, you can find out more about her speaking, about her podcast, about all of her great projects that are coming up. Um, Definitely thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening and supporting the Forged in the Fires podcast with Fireman Rob. Remember, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast, and please share this episode with a friend or family. To find out more about Fireman Rob or reach out about a question, go to www.firemanrob.com. Until next time, live your life forged in the fires.